Oscar, what are some of the ancient civilizations that you've learned about that have impressed you the most? Rome and the ancient Indian civilization, that's in India, not North America. And yeah, they had technological advances. Well, today we're going to play Tapestry by Stonemaier Games and build our own civilization. Welcome to Board with Family Games. I'm your host, Justin. And I'm your host, Oscar. And every month we come to you to share a game that we love to play with you so that you can play it with your friends and family. To learn more about the games we've played in our podcast, please visit our website, BoardWithFamilyGames.com. That's B-O-A-R-D with FamilyGames.com. And there you can find previous episodes, learn more about our podcast and of course go rate us wherever you're listening to this podcast because that helps us grow. So Oscar tell us a little bit about Tapestry by Stonemeyer Games which we're playing today. In Tapestry you're trying to grow your civilization and make it the greatest of them all. So there's been there have been lots of games out there over time where you're trying to build a civilization there's been video games like Civilization um, that you haven't played yet Oscar but there are lots of different games like this, but this is a really fun one, fun way to bring it to your table to play the game. So take a moment, listen to a word for our, from our sponsor, and then we will be back with you to describe Tapestry by Stonemeyer Games. We would love for you to sponsor us. So if you're interested in board games, please sponsor us, and we'll be trying to probably sell some board games for anyone who's interested in them and just contact us at our website board with family games that's b-o-a-r-d with familygames.com and just contact us and sponsorships would include an ad spot right here on our pod- podcast every week we'd love to have you join us Oscar, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about the purpose of this game? Well, you're trying to create the greatest civilization ever. And there's many ways to do that. Like, explore, you can explore, research, conquer, and invent new technologies. All right, so you've got four tracks that you, that you can kind of go on, and we'll talk about those more in a minute. But the goal is to advance in these different ways, right? Mm-hmm. So that whoever advances the furthest in each track wins, right? No. Okay. They get you victory points, which decide the winner. So, like, you cannot you cannot be the farthest on any track and still win. So, there, the, you've got these balances. You're, um, but in the end, you're finding these ways to grow your civilization um, via these tracks and then win. Okay, um, tell us a little bit about what this product looks like. Well, it's painted and it's serious. So. Like, there's nothing goofy about it. It's serious. It's painted. Yeah, very pretty. Um, A little cartoony, but not too much. Um, Very pretty artwork throughout the game. And then, what? tell us a little bit about what the board that you're working from is. Um, It has all kinds of tiles, and they have, like, different regions and types of land. So, like, a map. Yeah. It's like a map. Okay. And then there's like 
grayish brown areas that um are undiscovered and have simple artwork. Okay, so each player has their own little area that's been somewhat explored, so you can see what's right there. But then right outside are areas for you ex- to explore and go into, right? Mm-hmm. Are you right next to your opponent? No. There's a, there's a, you have to do some exploring to start invading them. Okay, so you can get to a point where you're going. But that's the kind of central area of the board is you have a map that's going to figure in as you start playing. Tell us about the other parts that are on that map. Well... There's little tiles that you can explore, and you just place them down. Okay, so those brown areas you're describing eventually will be filled with these tiles. Okay, great. Pro- probably. Yeah. Um, and then there's advancement tracks. They have little symbols that are clear once you get to know the game, and occasionally they'll have a little building in it. You get that when you advance there. And they have their own color. Okay, so you've got all these four advancement tracks surrounding the board, and you're, um, we'll talk about how you move along those. I will say the iconography is pretty good on this. You have all these little icons. You're going to look at this the first time you play and be like, my goodness, what does any of this mean? However, there's a, a good description of every single icon so that you have a good idea of what you're doing. Okay, tell us about the player map that you have in front of you. Well, you have... A civilization thing, that says your civilization. Okay, so that's one card to the far left. Yeah, and it has an action for you. Either it only happens at the beginning of the game, beginning end of the game, or in income terms. Okay, so there's a whole bunch of civilizations that are selected randomly at the beginning of the game, and you yeah. get one of them. Okay, great. Tell us about what's in the middle. Um, That's your income hat, yeah. I believe. At the top has the little income buildings, which are little buildings, very detailed. Okay, so these are actually little plastic buildings that sit on your board. And yeah. You, and are, there's like one or two, right? Um, no, there's a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> there's like 40 um, little buildings sitting on your board. Maybe not quite 40. 20. 20. 20 little buildings sitting on your board. So there's a whole lot of little buildings that you start with. What else is on there? Um, There's a track... That's basically like the tapestry that says the history of your civilization. And then there's a part where you track your resources. Okay. Um, one thing to add with that, those income buildings, as you reveal things, you'll get more stuff. So there's all sorts of little icons on that that are covered up by your buildings. And as you go, you open it up and that's part of your income. All right. And then what's on the far right side of your board? Um, that's your capital city. And it... And you put your income buildings there, you put landmarks there. All right, so this is kind of a neat little thing about the game we'll talk about later, but you're actually building a little city on your um, on the, on the your board. So you're building this thing up, which is pretty neat. And then far to the right of that, what do you have? Um, you have things like your, you have your um, invention cards. Okay, so, you, that, so there's a whole lot going on right in front of every player as you play this game, right? Mm-hmm. So th- that's one of the things that we'll, you have to figure out is how you're going to fit this onto your table because there's lots of stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, talk about some of those other components. Well, talk, Especially the city. Talk about what goes into that city. Well, like I said, those Inca buildings are very detailed ba- buildings. Like You can see each brick in them. You have uh, landmarks, and they're all unique, and they're plastic, they're much larger, 
and they look really cool. Yeah, they're painted. Most uh, so many games you we end up getting they're gray because people like to paint things, but we don't like to paint things. So yeah. it works out for us that they came pre-painted. I'm sure you could repaint them if you're into painting miniatures, but that is not our thing. No. Okay, so these buildings figure onto your map. You know, as you build a city, there's points you get for doing it and it's really cool but it's an important part of the game is building that city so you get the landmarks you get the little buildings it's super cool all right um what about all the cards well the tapestry cards give you effects that are like when played or throughout the era and they're pretty little cards yep um there's invention cards they show you what you're inventing. So, like, you could be inventing warships. Okay. And... And they, they give you yeah. some things, too, right? Yeah, like, they give you stuff when you advance Okay, them. so all those icons are on there. They're all beautifully drawn um, and illustrated cards. For diversity, there is wide diversity throughout the game. Lots of different um, genders, colors of pe uh, people. They did a really nice job of having a nice, diverse set of people throughout this mm -hmm. game. All right, Oscar, tell us a little bit about the setup of the game. Well, it's long. You have to shuffle a lot of decks, place a lot of little tokens, and you just have to be really meticulous so that you don't miss anything. I will say this is one of the most, more intense setups of games we play. It is, frankly, a little terrifying when you look at it at first, the first time you play it. There's just so much going on, so much out there. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, lots of things to get ready. But the good news is once you start playing, it starts to make sense. So Oscar, why don't you um, tell us about how this game is played? Well, you get income turns and these are essential to your game. They Not only do they advance you through the game, but they give you resources. All right. And how many income turns are there total in the game? Five. Okay. So it's kind of like there's five phases of the game. And when you're ready, you progress to the next one and you take this income turn and that kind of changes things up for you, correct? Yeah. Okay. So tell us about what happens on an income turn. So let's say I'm doing my second income turn. Um, so first I take whatever my ability on my civilization card is. Okay. So I have the entertainers, and I it allows me to move one of my player tokens along the track, and there's four spaces so that and you get you can get all of them depending on where you go, and let's say I take a food, I have one food right now. Okay, so that's where that income thing on your board comes into play. You can move your little in income food icon, and that d designates that you have gained one food yeah every civilization is different they can do lots of different things but that's that first turn is figuring out what you or that first part of the income turn is figuring out what you can use your civilization for then i'm going to play oil magnet it's a tap because that my second thing is playing a tapestry card and oil magnet is a tapestry card okay so w w what's that do for you it has a when played ability so i choose any advancement track your neighbors and you may advance on that track, but only you gain the benefit and pay to gain the bonus if there is a bonus. Okay, so you get to move up along a track. You get the benefit. Everybody else moves up, so it helps them a little bit, but also hurts them a little bit because they don't get to take the action that you get to take once you've made that move. Because every yeah. time you move on an advancement track, 
you get something, right? Yeah. Okay. So that's a um, that that's your one plate. Give an example of a this era tapestry card. Um, pirate rule, and acts throughout the entire era. Whenever you conquer a territory tile, you not only you gain you not only gain the benefit from the conquered ice, but you also gain the benefit on that top. Tile. So okay. that comes into play after you explore. Okay, so we'll talk a little bit about those exploring ideas later. But what you get, basically this is a thing telling you, hey, guess what? It's really good to explore. And so these tapestry cards can really decide your role in the next Well, explore and conquer because you yeah. don't get it if you don't conquer. Sure. So this is going to encourage you. If you play this tapestry card, you're going to be encouraged to conquer the next few or during your next phase of the game, right? Yeah, because you get stronger abilities. Okay, so your 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 play style in this game, you could we've already you know just talking about these couple of things. They're going to be widely driven by your civilization and your tapestry cards mm-hmm. that you get in play. Okay, awesome. What's that happens after you play the tech or tapestry card? I upgrade tech card. I'm go- I'm say I'm going to upgrade my warships. I, since it's in the X column, that means I haven't got any bonus from it. That's it go- the bottom column yes. of the game, yep. It goes up to the middle or O column, and I get the O reward. So I get a worker. So now I have a worker. So, so far this turn, income turn, Oscar's gotten a food and a worker. Yeah. And if it, and my next income turn, I can advance it again to the square and top t- column, and that gives me the square reward, assuming that Someone in the game meets a requirement. Okay, so that brings him up, or so that's how you advance that. You get to advance one technology card every turn or every income turn, so that works out. Good. What then? What do you do? Then, what I'm able, then I gain victory points. So I don't have many victory points showing. I've so I, this is where the, that income track comes back into play. Yeah. Yep. I can't score my city because I don't have any rows or columns completed. Okay, so um, that's one of the ways you gain points during this income turn is how many rows or columns of the income mat you fill. There are a total of, um, it, it, it's a square. So I think Kind of looks like a Sudoku board. It's actually exactly like a Sudoku board, <laughs> except if you get a row or a column, when you hit these turns, you get to get points for it. Yeah. I have three... Um, tech cards and I have scored my tech cards twice showing twice so I get six victory points. Okay, so because Oscar has a bunch of tech cards and has done well in technology, he gets extra points. Yeah. I have a four victory point marker showing so I get four more victory points. Okay, that's from another that's track and that's it. And then what's the final part of this stage? Then I get I get money. I get I'll let's say I get Two money, a person, two food, and a a culture. Okay, and this all will depend on how many of these income buildings Oscar has earned and put on the board. It'll show a certain number of tokens you get. So just to really quick wrap that up because it is, you know, sounds so complicated. You do an action from your civilization. You put down a tapestry card that's going to decide maybe an action right then or something that's going to work for the next phase of the game. You get to in, um, increase an in invention. You get some points depending on what you have um, 
prepared yourself for, and then you get some income again, depending on what you prepared yourself for. And that sets you up for kind of the main fate, main turns of the game. So why don't you talk through what some of those different or how a main turn works? Okay. So you first spend resources according to the cost of where you're going up. Where you're going up meaning what? Um, which which tech track you're going up in. Okay, so the first thing you do is no matter what, you're advancing in an area. Yes. Okay. So let's say I have an advanced in exploration, but I want, I want to advance in exploration. I spend one of any resource, and then I go up to scouting. That means I get two unexplored tiles. Okay, so the exploration track is going to work as you go along it to help you build out that board, right? So yeah. you can do, you can get these tiles that, you know, as we described in the um, earlier, you have your little map, you have the places you are showing, and then you get some tiles that you get to, you have to both get, and then you have to put them down on the board. And mm -hmm. so um, what happens when you put a tile down on the board? When you put a tile down on the board, you get the benefit from the tile. So it it really depends on the tile. All right, so the tile is going to have some icon on it. Might have a food icon or a money in bag icon, or just an some, income building, yeah, like some anything. some kind of icon. Yeah. And then, but you can't just play it down, right? Yeah, you play it down, and you have to play it down next to some place you've conquered already. Okay, but it also has to be telling you to do it. So in this turn, Oscar wasn't, or he just got tiles. Yeah, he, I never. Was allowed to play them yeah. down. In his next turn, if you wanted to advance in that track again, he'd be able to play one down because yes. that's what the next one shows. And if it had shown a benefit, I could have paid what was said on the benefit a form. A bonus, you mean? Yeah, bonus, sorry. And I would get whatever it says that you get. So I, if I advance again, I could pay any resource along with the cost for advancing for a tapestry card, but this is this is a may, not a must. Okay. And then um, along this track, there are going to be those income buildings showing, as we keep saying, you've got to get, that's a major part of the game is getting those income buildings off your player mat and into your city, building them and giving you more benefits when you hit the income turn, right? Mm -hmm. So you're balancing this as you go. You have to balance your resources, how many you have, thinking about which track you want to go up on and which one you want to do. Can you quickly talk through the main differences of the other three tracks? So that's the Explorer one. What are kind of the main benefits? Every track does kind of the same piece of you get the income buildings, maybe you get points, you have some other things. But what are the main parts of the other tracks? The science track allows you to go up in other tracks. That's its main benefit. The tech track allows you to upgrade and gain benefits from tech cards along with inventing them. And the military track allows you to conquer territories. Okay, so you have to decide going into the game what you want to do. Maybe you specialize in a couple areas, right? Mm -hmm. Or and um, move quickly along those tracks. Or maybe you spread yourself out and do and try to get a little bit of everything. Interestingly, we found both strategies work. So it depends on what you're getting, what your civilization is, what your tapestry is. That'll help you decide which tracks to go along and and what you want to get from each one. 
All right, so you, that's your turn, right? You do that one move, you did, or you increase one area, and then once you've run out of resources, what happens? Um, you have to do another income turn. Okay, but you have to wait for that. No, you can do it whenever. And so everyone's going to be in a different place in the game. So one person could be in age four, while another person is in age two. Yeah, it all depends on what you're doing and what your style is for that game. Um, one thing that's interesting, we Oscar's mentioned it a little bit, it doesn't come into effect too much for us, but there is this neat mechanic in the game of neighbors. And your neighbors have certain things and your neighbors give you certain benefits if depending on what happens. For us, because we always play with three players, we, we're all always each other's neighbors. But in a four or five player game, you might not have neighbors that are in the same spot as you or getting or have advanced as far as you and that can have interesting play effects to the game. But that's kind of a neat thing. What your neighbors are doing help influence what you're able to do for some of the tech cards and some other areas. All right. Um, what are you trying to balance in this? So we talked about how you are going through it. What are your what, what are you balancing in making your decisions of what tracks to advance on? Well, you want to decide if you want income or points. So, like, you can advance on the exploration track because exploring gets you resources. Or you can advance on the tech track because tech cards can get you points and you can score tech cards and things like that. All right. So, that's your that's your main balance. We find that most of the time, early game, certainly focusing on income is a benefit. Later on, focusing on points can be the way to go. For complexity, as you might imagine from everything we're describing, this game is very complex. When you look at the board and you can see a picture of us sharing a starting game um, when we are online, there's a lot of stuff going on on that board. There's so much out there. But after playing it a few times, you will learn different strategies to the game. You'll learn what everything means, and it becomes a lot easier. You know, after we finished our first game, we said, that wasn't as bad as we thought it was going to be. <laughs> not bad like not enjoying the game, just bad as in level of complexity. Mm-hmm. So we've, um, you know, playing it, you'll get more familiar with it. I have to say the rules are not always terribly clear. Um, the icons are very good. I think it, you know, said that a couple times, but the rules will leave you with some moments of confusion. And so we've certainly used Google to find answers and the tapestry cards aren't even so you're also going to have to look up the latest changes oh yeah for them. that's an important thing to mention the um civilizations have had time or over time as people have played this game they've made changes to them so we keep a printed copy of the most up-to-date um changes to those civilizations in the box with it because they make a huge difference in the game. We were getting really frustrated with some of the civilizations before we learned that this was out there. So it definitely encourage you to download that so that you can have the most up-to-date rules. Tell us a little bit about family strife for this. Has this caused problems within our family? Um, it depends on the game. Some games, you pick your place. Everyone kind of leaves you alone. You're fine. In other places, though... People will ruin your strategies, take your landmarks, and just hurt you horribly. Yeah, there was a moment very frustrating um, when I got blocked on something in the um, 
conquer Trek. I wasn't able to conquer what I wanted to conquer. And it got, I, I was, I was pretty upset. I, I ended up going on to win the game, but it was very upsetting at that moment. <laughs> yeah. You won. But, um, so, you know, yes, generally speaking, we haven't had a lot of frustration in this game. Sometimes, you know, if you're, your strategy is not coming together. It can be frustra- frustrating, but you're not necessarily angry at each other. There's not that much competing, but there are moments where it comes together and it, the, that other player can really affect what you're doing. Um, for number of players, it's for one through five players. It's kind of neat because there's two sides to the board. One side has the one through three players and the other side has the four through five players. So the, the, it's really just a difference in the size of the map, which is great because we play as three players and we're all close enough to each other that we're getting in each other's way and it adds the, um, that competition piece. For four and five, we haven't played that. Um, but I think if you are, it looks like it would play equally well with those four and five players. Plus it adds in that neighbor component in a more interesting way than when we've been playing with the, um, three players. I will say it feels like it would probably be a little light for two players. I don't think there would be enough competition. Do you agree with me? Yeah. Cause like, yeah, you could just like pick two tracks and you would never compete. Yeah. I, as I say that there is an, uh, or an, uh, automatic um character in this game that you can add in maybe that works for the um two player i know that works for the one player yeah so either way you or any way you play it it allows you to have that level of competition um for storage and protection it comes with a nice um insert it or that covers most of your stuff we have added some extra things in for storage because there are just so many components you can do it with little plastic baggies. We opted for something a little bit more just because there's so many little things going on in this game. In the end, Oscar, would you recommend people play Tapestry? Yes. Absolutely. Why Why do you say yes? It's a really, really fun game. It's a, it's a, it is. There's a lot, while there's a lot of complexity to it, we've definitely found that it was worth getting through that complexity to learn how to play. It keeps coming back to our table. Thank you for listening to our review of Tapestry by Stonemeyer Games. For more information about this game, as well as our podcast and other games that we've uh, reviewed, visit our website. Forwardfamilygames.com. S-B-O-A-R-D or familygames.com. And there you can get more information about these games, hear our previous podcasts, and of course, you can always um, review us. Please do that. Review us um, wherever you're listening to this podcast so that we can have more people listen. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Engage with us there. Ask us questions. We'd be happy to respond to those in a future episode. And with that, I think it's time for us to play another game. What do you want to play today, Oscar? Oh. All right. That's, I guess that's what's on deck for today. And we'll maybe bring that one to you in a future episode. Thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Justin. And I'm your host, Oscar. Bye.